This is MMA Love. Love from America. Our show in English and Swiss English. I am Matt, the voice and the conscience of the MMA fan in Central Europe. With me is your favorite Luke. He is from Seattle. He watches all them fights. He is your transatlantic friend. He ranked 24th on the Tapology Overall Pickems. And together we bring you Love from America, an MMA podcast for the hardest of hardcore fans. This is the Linear European Championship episode. Luke, why the fuck are we doing this today? <laughs> because, because I was watching you make a spreadsheet on Google Sheets yesterday of the Lineal European Championship. Can you please explain how this works? Listen. How, so someone in Europe gets a belt in the UFC and then that is the European Championship? Is yeah. that how it works? Correct, my friend. Okay, so it is is Francis Nagano European for this exercise? Nope. This, ooh, spicy. Nope. Wait. Oh, wait. It is a linear. It's Boss Rutten. No. Boss Rutten had it. Yes. No. Okay. Listen, tell me I'm, how it works. I'm I'm going to explain it afterwards. Um, today uh, we have a, a packed show, <laughs> so the linear European. Um, lineal European Championship list will be one of the main topics, but also, of course, we have to talk about UFC 262, an amazing uh, yeah. um, MMA event that took place like yesterday, and uh, we go into into some other things, uh, Kabul Fight Night, for example. Yeah, and yeah, I mean that that will be that will be today's today's thing we do. Uh, we'll we'll look yeah, forward to. Or preview uh, next week's events. There is a Bellator event. There is an Invicta event, and of course, there is also an, another UFC Fight Night. This is we will be lucky to get to them, but we 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 are excited for them. <laughs> yeah, UFC two sixty two was we got we got about five hours of content out of just that card. Yeah, it's bonkers. So. That's that's actually bonkers. why I came up came up with it because um, you have a new lineal. UFC lightweight European champion, and it's Charles Oliveira. The, the the thing I did was I'm just taking the first European to ever win uh, the belt in a particular weight class in the UFC, and then I'm just looking at who beats that guy. The next guy who beats that guy is going to be the next European lineal champion, and and so on and so on. If someone retires or vaca vacates the belt. Um, I'll just go to the next guy in that weight class. So, okay, for, for lightweight, the example we, would be Conor McGregor winning it, losing it to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Then Khabib retired, and now um, yesterday in UFC 262, um, Charles Oliveira and Chandler fought for the belt, and now Charles Oliveira is your lineal UFC European lightweight champion. Got it. Got it. It's so very that easy. has been that has been unified with the UFC lightweight championship as Indeed. well. Indeed. But it. okay. But exa for example, the, the light heavyweight and the middleweight lineal European champion for for both of these weight classes it's Jan Blachowicz. <laughs> yeah. Because middleweight yeah, totally. Michael Bisping won it. Then he lost it against George St. Pierre. That dude retired. Then Robert Whittaker got promoted to it. Whittaker lost against Adesanya, and Blachowicz won against Adesanya. It's uh, it's, it's mind-boggling, isn't of, it? It's kind of fun because 
it does sort of eventually unify with the championship belt that the UFC holds for its weight class. Seems there like was it, something yeah. that uh, Reddit MMA was doing. I don't know if they still do, but they would like pick a prospect and then that prospect would either become champion or, or get beat by people and that that pro- it would be like a prospect belt or something like that and they would just follow it from that prospect until it unified with the UFC's championship belt. Perfect. But I think the European champ is is what uh, the most prestigious belt going on will be. There so, was a advertisement for a boxing fight in the in the broadcast last night that was like two guys and both of them have two belts, so four belts are on the line. And I was just like, how does how long will those introductions be? Like five minutes each. How amazing was UFC two sixty two? I have to give it a. I mean. The, is it i i want to just say it's a 10 out of 10 man like i don't yeah. i don't have a complaint really the no. if i if i could add anything to it what would i add like a connor fight for the insanity of the fans or maybe a band maybe to walk if, out to maybe if diaz and leon is is this the card that was going to have diaz and leon on it to get Diaz eye poked to death, maybe could be. You know, like there's there's stuff like you could I could say like I wanted that, but yeah, this was gonna have Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz on it, and Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian on it. So there are things that yeah, sure, but even so, I was I was wildly entertained the entire way through. Um. There was maybe one fight that slowed down enough for me to catch my breath, and I kind of needed it. Where do you where do you want to start? I mean, what 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 is your the highlight of this event? Let's let's start with you, with your highlight. Charles Oliveira's post fight interview. <laughs> I know that it's the last thing, but it was so awesome. It was it was it was it was Charles Oliveira solidifying himself as like my newest MMA crush and nicest, nicest motherfucker contender for the NMF belt. Like the holding up the belt and saying favela, it is ours was, I was just, Oh man, I was just like, okay, I'm going to, that is not, a that I'm is a perfect not, example of of a very good post fight interview. We have, we have I'm some examples of cry, others. but man, that was, <laughs> That was it. Was heartfelt. It was a lot, man. So, some, some, some. It Charles Oliveira getting the belt is the highlight because he set a record as the dude with the most UFC fights to get a belt before he got the belt, like twenty eight or twenty or something. Twenty eight UFC fights for Oliveira. Twenty eight. Yeah, and there was some other crazy stat too. Like he's most submissions. Like most fight of the night. So most submissions are. Uh. Only fighter to be in a. Someone said it on Reddit. I can't remember what it was. It was something like only fighter to be in one of the earliest UFC video games or something. Nice. Like he's been at it for so long, uh, just wrecking people and getting wrecked at 145 and then coming up to 155. I, it, it's just and and just a just a bonkers fight, a bonkers comeback. Um, just I I watched it again, and I'm probably gonna watch it again today. It is it was just too good. The whole card 
was action. Um, I was trying to like think about doing this podcast and figure out like how to like how to like give the recommendation like hey this part was really good and this is the best part. It, it was all action. Um, stay there, there stay was a bit like, stay a bit with the with the Oliveira versus Chandler thing. Give it give a short a short recap on on. I mean, uh, for, from my from my viewpoint, that that fight was hard to predict going into. We had we had the hype around around Chandler and we had Oliveira who we knew was good but the, I mean Oliveira has 28 fights in the UFC he has he, he was on an insane win streak I think he lost in 2017 against Felder although I, I think I mean yeah, whatever um, but and then you had Chandler with the hype going in because he he, mm. he um, yeah in his last fight I mean Chandler just <laughs> obliterated Hooker, murked Hooker. Yep. So yeah. So very hard to so, very hard to, to predict what was going to happen, and and actually the fight was was like that. It was a back and forth. We saw dude, we, for real. We, it, 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 it's, there was okay. So there's two parts that were really kind of kind of kind of really good and really interesting. The first part was in the first round with it, Daniel Cormier had this great insight i thought about wrestlers and how wrestlers get up and he's saying you know wrestlers like to get to their knees like this and that's a big mistake with Oliveira because he'll get on your back and that's what he did to will brooks not mentioning will brooks is the guy who beat chandler twice i think in bellator mm-hmm. and Oliveira got him Oliveira is then, the bellator killer <laughs> maybe he is <laughs> maybe every guy that comes from bellator has to fight Oliveira from now on Oliveira yeah. Oliveira started with excellent low kick kings, low kick game, um, smashed him with three low kicks. Yeah, but, one of them so hard it dropped him because yeah, he got, got knocked him off balance. Yeah, Chandler Chandler was bouncing a bit too much because he he was trying to suggest that he would switch to to takedowns. And during this bounce, Oliveira timed it perfectly with a with a low kick, and and dropped him. Um, he, the, the back take was was incredible actually, <laughs> and then right. and then. It, it it went back and forth. Chandler did a really good job defending the the choke attempts, and he exploded out of this back mount. Which yeah, which I mean that that is that is some atle- athletic feat. I, I think you would say it. got up <laughs> and just went full violence mode, and had Charles in trouble. And then the and then we got out of the first round. We get into the second round, and Charles clips Chandler with a left hand this short left hook and like not even like straight into his chin, like across it, turning his head, but also not even going that far past his chin, like maybe a couple inches past. And then he's just already reeling his left hand back in. I couldn't believe the power. Like it, it was, it must've just been perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he hit him a bit on the temple. And Chandler has shown to be a bit liable to that, to that kind of strike. It's not, it's not on the chin or something like that. But he, no, he he seemed to have timed it perfectly, and and he dropped him, and then he just swarmed him. And and the follow up shots, there was an elbow in there. Yeah. There was some left hands that were definitely on the temple. Charles got it done. It was, I, I it was I was just it just blowed blowing my mind like the 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 i 
I'm kind of speechless. I don't yeah, have any kind of. It's so good. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you can't. You can't do a deep analysis of that fight. You just have to watch it and enjoy it. It's, it's, it's everything MMA promises to be. And and, and yeah. tonight it's. It, Charles, it also Charles. showed. It also showed that uh, that if you have high level guys and veterans of the game, and and. I mean, two dudes were just banging each other. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that was that was an awesome, awesome fight. I actually put it into a list, fight of the oh year boy. list. Nice. Um, it, yeah, it made. There's been some short fight of the years on your fight of the year list, but it was it was back and forth. It was, in my opinion, a comeback. Uh, I thought I thought all, Charles Oliveira was in trouble in the first, and yep. and then the post fight celebration and interview was just the, the cherry on top, man. Jumping, just vaulting the cage. I showed my wife after, how did he do that? <laughs> I was just like, he's a crazy high-level <laughs> athlete and just went right over the cage in like a second and is, and yeah, is laying in front of Joe Rogan talking to him, runs over to Dana, gets blood on his head or something like that. It was just fantastic stuff. Yeah, Chandler Oliveira is one of these kinds of fights you, you have to... Just, just enjoy and and be glad and thankful that that these two guys put on a show like that. Chandler was also very, very humble in defeat, and mm-hmm. he promised that he will be the UFC champ by the end of his career. So a bit of imagination in there as well. I, I mean, I'm glad he doesn't lack confidence because he's the power that he possesses. If he catches anybody, can can put anybody out you know it's i mean and also just, and also it's if, just wild if you watch these um if you watch the ufc lightweight rankings i think in the let me let me just load it for a for a short second i think all of the guys in the top five and maybe even in in the top 10 can beat each other on any night yeah i'm with you um, totally with you. There are very few guys that in the top ten that I would even consider like like you have to make a second tier of the first tier guys. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they're all so good. I, I I feel you. Like even even right now, like like if 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 everybody just kind of slots in there and you look at the top fifteen that they've got ranked in in the UFC rankings page, it is hard to imagine someone holding the belt. For five and defending it more than five times. Look, would it be or even more than three? Would it be madness? Let's let's ch- just just take Kevin Lee. He's he's ranked number ten on on the rankings. I'm I'm watching. Would it be mm-hmm. the absolute madness thing if he beat Charles Oliveira? He lost against him last time, but he, I mean, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't blow your mind. And you say it's no. That's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't pick him. Nope. But. But I'm not saying he has no chance. It's not Absolutely. like a. It's not like a. It's not like women's 125. You know what I mean? Like, like it's these guys all could beat each other. I mean, even the famous Irish sports person could could he could yeah. he knock out Oliveira with with a well timed punch? Of course he could. With a well timed left hand, he could knock out anybody. And I mean, okay, you have you have Ferguson number six. I think that is that that dude is ranked too high. Hooker at eight, maybe two. You have Islam Makachev. He's unproven at the moment, but um, that is that dude is a hard out for anyone. So yeah, UFC lightweight mm-hmm. is. I mean, do you think do you think um, Chandler and uh, sorry Oliveira will hold that belt in in a year? 
Yeah, I think I, yeah, for a year, maybe not three. You know what I mean? It depends how often he fights. I don't think he is able to defend it more than three to five times because all so. of these guys are so good. That is just, you're, 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 the, he's very good. He's very dynamic. He has striking. He has technical striking. He has a excellent submission ground game and excellent grappling game. Yeah, and uh, but, he has the, he has the most finishes in UFC history with seventeen. I mean that dude that dude is a problem. Last when he was going into the Tony fight, we were talking, and I realized it had been like fifteen fights since he had gone the distance. And that he is, went the distance. That is and he went the distance with Tony because Tony has some ability to turn pain off and w- refuses to tap. His last And that's the only reason. Now, his last decision was against Tony Ferguson. Yeah. That was that was one fight ago. But but after that it was like 1 2 3 4 5 it's, it's 6 like seven, 8 or nine. Yeah. It's it's bonkers. Uh, it that is incredible. Okay. Very very good fight. Please watch it. Share your thoughts, dear listeners. Um, how did you like that fight? How would you rank it in a in a top fight list of the year? Um, other highlights on the on the card? It it was it was nothing but even fights that went to decision were not fights that I necessarily found like I had to wait around for them to end. You know what I mean? Um, uh, like I just mentioned with Tony. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you could rip an appendage off of him mm-hmm. and he would just pick it up and try to beat you to death with it. I, I don't think he would. I don't think there is anything that would make him tap. Look, like I, mean, he, had, I don't understand, but but he has a threshold for pain where he can just bear it and continue fighting. And it's it's problematic for him now because although, he's too old. Although in that heel hook he was showing the pain on his face, but then afterwards he just continued like maybe nothing happened, but but if he when they restarted on the on the feet, I think you saw that his leg was compromised. And we're talking yeah. about Benil Dariush against Tony Ferguson. Look, I mean our, co- our co-main the, event in the best division in the UFC. Yeah, the, the grappling in that in that uh, if you want to show someone good grappling or or exciting grappling and let's let's break it up like this. The bottom game of Ferguson, I really do like his active bottom game. He had rubber guard, he had he did good guard retention. He had even he even tried a backdoor escape which which worked, I think. Um he had he had uh, the butterflies in. He had a Dars choke from guard by Tony at the, at the start of the second, I think. He and then, did. And, yep. then, and then he had the top game of Benil Dariush. I mean, that 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 was so tight. That was He just flattened Tony out. He mixed in punches a bit. But um, yeah, he went into the leg war game. He had the very close heel hook attempt um, where, where Tony's oh, leg or ankle got this. It was in. Yeah, yeah it was. He ripped his knee apart. I think I mean, the le- probably either right? the knee or the or the ankle. I'm not sure. I, it's, but the, that top game, he, he smothered to- that. That was very very good, good stuff by Benil, who is actually a very good grappler. But yeah, grappling in this in this fight was excellent. It. Yeah. Did you did you die over there? Did we lose it's... you? Oh. Because because I'm a gigantic fan of Tony's fighting, so it's hard. What did you, you know? what did you what do you think about Tony and and the performance in this fight? I mean, I think he's far too tough for his own good. He's got that. There's just some people that that. You no, know, he tried. I mean, yeah. 
Tony, Tony's not a guy I'd, I'd say has to stop. He, he took a lot of damage over his over his career for sure, but he didn't look like like other guys in his age where you think okay, like like Cowboy last last time. You see that Cowboy has nothing left in there. That he he has no mm -hmm. desire to win. But Tony actually has. Tony was active. Tony tried, but he was just smothered by Darius, and who is a very a dominant top player. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's. I didn't see a lot of decline in Tony Ferguson, but now he has lost the last. No, three, these but... guys are these guys are just better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay. I didn't see a difference between this Tony and the Tony that lost Charles Oliveira. No. I mean, he got destroyed by Gaethje. I mean, that 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 fight was a beat that down. was a that was a rough rough one to watch. Yeah. But Oliveira and now Darius, I mean, they decisioned him. They did. They know the game plan for Tony. Tony, you, you have to wrestle Tony and you have to control him. And then, then you know that Tony's way too comfortable off his back. And and he showed it, and it, it was good. But it yep. wasn't it wasn't threatening enough. You have to you have to keep keep his back flat and remove his any any chances he has to elbow you in the face or like he got that Darce, but he could not get on the right side of that Darce. I think. Mm -hmm. So it was it was a Darce that like was exciting, but it was also a Darce that a gold medalist brown belt in jujitsu is going to be able to escape from, yes. and and Benny did. Tenth so, planet to tenth planet jujitsu um, represent, but I mean, yeah, it it <laughs> it's not enough. It well, yeah, it's he needs he need Tony. He needs space to work. He needs space to make you into a Wing Chun dummy. He needs space to outpace you. He needs space to work submissions on you. Indeed. And Benny didn't give him that. You're absolutely right. So so the blueprint is there. Yeah. And the blueprint was there last fight. Yes. And the blueprint was there in the Justin fight because Justin didn't really give him space either. Tony did <laughs> drop him with an uppercut. Yeah, you're but right. But Justin was on him. Yeah, on that's him. Justin. He, he just didn't stop. So, yeah. Right, it's just how Justin it like. But also, I, I'll watch every Garth fight. But listen, like, like it's it's tough because because thinking of what could have been, you know, make mm -hmm. brings a tear to my eye because I'm such a Tony fan. You know, it, it, like to to have that fight with Khabib fall out four times or five times and never see Khabib hold him down and not give him space. And now you're like, and, and now, now you're like, at, okay. at this point, Khabib <laughs> has retired, and and Tony is getting held down and held down and given no space by Benil Darius. And you're like, well, I guess that wouldn't have been so good after all. And no. now everybody can discount him. And I don't know if I and I don't. We never got to see it, so I can't discount him. I just want him to realize where the gap is, and I don't know if he can. Because he's Tony Ferguson, the 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 amount of self belief he has in his head is enough to think that he can outlast a heel hook, and fight on, yeah. you know. And he did. That is, I mean, look. Also, this fight, just watch it. It was a a beautiful performance of, from from both guys, I think. But but despite the fact that Darius dominated Tony for most of the for most of the fight, but it, it was still interesting to see. Do you want to discuss at all? What makes a good post-fight interview, and look. what makes a not so good one? <laughs> look, or do you just want to leave it alone? No, we had we had the, we had your example of of Oliveira who did a, an excellent post-fight interview, which you will remember. Okay, let's say, let's say Benil. Yeah, no, 
don't go into it. It, it, no, it was. I just, I just coughed coffee. Sorry. Look, look. They, this this post fight interview was. It was not funny. It was not smart. It was uh, some QAnon shit in there. It was calling out was Elon it? Musk. It was like, oh, I mean, look, man. look. Don't don't even go there. Why are you Why are you wasting your time in this post fight interview, which is actually a good chance for you to promote yourself, to promote your next fight, to call someone out, like legit call someone out, not just call out Conor McGregor or or he could have called out the winner of the main event yes, right there. For example, he could he could and instead he instead he called out Tesla and gave them more publicity like they needed. That is so dumb, and he also proved that he doesn't know what he's talking about with certain words he just uses so i i hated <laughs> i hated it but don't go there the, we are the mma love podcast not the oh MMA yeah that's right podcast. okay but, I, I love it we had uh, <laughs> charles Oliveira is the, just just a gem yes. just just watch his post-fight interview skip the other one uh they, you could run down this entire card mm -hmm. top to bottom we could talk for hours let's I'm go i'm gonna skip I'm going to skip down a couple fights. Yeah. Which one do you want to go in next? Barboza versus Burgos. Mm -hmm. We have to go into that one. That was that was insanity. <laughs> it was fucking bonkers. Okay. And and one thing I will say, I I don't always like I don't always credit American crowds. I usually think they're just going to be awful. But Barboza was leg kicking Burgos. And the crowd was going, was popping every time he leg kicked, which I thought was great. Like I, which that that's when you know the lower leg kick has arrived when the crowd in an American arena is is cheering them yes. on. Yes. Uh, by the way, by the way, we forgot something, and it was po pointed out by Rogan, mm. who who actually doesn't um, doesn't do that enough, um, like actually showing what he knows about fight sports. Um, there was in the in the. Benil Dariush fight against against Tony Ferguson. Dariush actually used a very very interesting low kick, and the low kick was across the leg to the back leg. That's right. That's um, right. He called it the Rob Kamen special. Rob Kamen is a, a legend in the kickboxing world, but that that low kick that was very very beautiful to see. So if you rewatch that fight, watch out for for Dariush kicking the back leg. Of, mm -hmm. of Tony, which is something you don't expect someone to do, and it works, and it worked beautifully. Sorry for that, but yeah, um, in the Burgos fight too, um, <laughs> look, y y you went into the toughness of Tony Ferguson, and being being um, more tough than is, is good for you, or how would you say that? I mean, Burgos... It can be... It can be a liability yes. when you are too tough for your own good. I think uh, Burgos... The person I, always, the person I always use as an example is Paige Van Zandt, actually. Yes, that is, that is a good example too, but I think Burgos is the <clears throat> one guy who actually is... I mean, you say it about a lot of people. He's too tough or he's so tough, he has a beard or he has, he has a chin and all this thing, but for Burgos it is actually too. That dude ate a lot, a lot of staggering blows all, all over the fight. And <laughs> all, across the, all across the cage. Oh man. my spinning, god. He, he spinning did, back. He jabs, did. <laughs> leg kicks, shin. Barboza's shin is just cut open and bloody. He was winging kicks at him so hard. He Actually, that, that was a good, good example too. Burgos didn't um, kick, uh, didn't check all of the kicks, all of the low kicks and the and the calf kicks, but he did to, he did kick, check some. 
So mm-hmm. that that helped him probably a bit. But yeah, that dude is <laughs> that dude. That dude is really too tough for his own good. Just, 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 just bonkers. The finish bonkers. of this fight. Delight. How how did this happen? Please tell me. Like you you. I, I don't know how it works. It was really scary. I have no I have no clue. It was actually something very scary to look at. Basically, what 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 happened? Um, it was a, a jab right hook combination, and Burgos had a delayed reaction to it. And most of the times, you have some sort of a delayed reaction to a liver shot, but this delayed reaction was very very strange because Burgos got hit with that perfect jab and the right hook, and then he went. He just no sold it basically, and he was mm-hmm. he he went back to his defensive ways. He he moved perfectly, like he like he did most of the time. He moved, he 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 evaded, he 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 even set up a new attack, and then I think the impact of the right hook set in like at least five seconds after he got hit by it, and he just staggered yeah, it back was to a the long beat. He just staggered yep. back to the to the cage. It was sort of sleepwalking almost because I think that the impact has to be felt right then and there in his brain. But he, he was sleepwalking t- through the motions, which he probably um, trained thousands of times. And yeah, that was that was <laughs> not good to see. The camera, the camera was in the perfect position. So you can watch the replay and watch Burgos's eyes as he staggers back and tries to keep his body working and just can't. And then his consciousness goes too. And I don't know like what we talked about it. Actually, we talked about it some with Zhang's knockout when Rose dropped her with the kick. Exactly. Yeah. And Zhang was really upset. And I said, uh, I said something like, like maybe Zhang's brain was still turned on, but the body just wouldn't respond. And that's why she thought she was fine. But you watch, you watch Burgos try to keep the body turned on, and then his consciousness goes too, and he just face plants against the cage. And it was just absolutely wild for it to for it to set in. Like you're right, it it must have been three to five seconds later. It seemed I, like I have, forever. I have never seen something like it, and and my most the, the, the most co- coherent explanation is really that it, he was basically sleepwalking. He, he actually was maybe 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 like really out of it. As soon as the right hook hit, but then it, it took about five seconds for for his body to register. Mm-hmm. So yeah, also an awesome fight. I mean, <laughs> I mean, awesome. That that dude is look that that fight is also something a must watch fight, and yeah, I I loved it. It was, it, yeah, it, it, awesome fights. Just com- just completely awesome fights up the prelims. Yeah, you have um, you had to oh, even, also sorry sorry even the sorry, ones sorry to 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 stick with Burgos versus Barbosa, but the body shots by Burgos he he even switched it up after after some time and mixed in um, some sort of a teep kick or front kick. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbosa's shin split open. You already mentioned that. Like, look, I mean, he evaded some of the calf kicks. He didn't evade uh, most of it, but the leg kick speed of, of Barbosa was incredible. Boxing of Burgos was actually also very nice and very fast. So, yeah, that, that, fight, yeah. that fight was insanity. Yep. It, it's, uh, it's, it's indicative of, of the bonkersness when, like, I take some show notes as I'm watching and I'm looking at them now and, and, and at least 65% of my show notes are just in all caps where I'm just shouting at myself. <laughs> Burkos with body shots, Barbosa with spinning shit. Crowd loves it. It's just, it was, it was, it was another 
action fight on a card of action fights, and it was the perfect fight to kick off the main card with. Yes, we had we had some sort of a um, let's say a specially strange, sad, and scary fight. Um, it was the Munis versus Chakaré fight. Um, yeah. Look, Munis before before the event, he said that he is the better grappler and the better yeah. submission artist than Jacare. And yeah. I was like, okay, they, dude, dude, please. They brought it up on the on the broadcast. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay, I, I started to yeah, mute it did. after after the time, but yeah, he said that he, he is the better grappler than Jacare. And if you know Jacare, and and of course, people who are listening to to a podcast like this will know, but that dude is a a beast on the ground or at least the dude the dude got almost no recognition walking out <laughs> gets introduced there's only like two motherfuckers in the audience doing the crocodile jaws thing you know with their arms and i'm just like great so like two people in houston know who jacare is and jacare comes out and just looks pissed how Look, dare you say you're a better grappler than me Jacare just starts winging is is a multiple times world BJJ champion. He's a ADCC champion. <laughs> Dude, Munis was taking down Jacare at will. No chance. That dude, why would you ever take a multiple world champion like Jacare down? Why would you do it? Um even and and that dude just took him down and was not afraid of anything. Um <laughs> he I mean, that that was incredible uh, to to see that that someone was just like oh, no I, I don't care I'm I'm the better grappler than he is and boy was he the better grappler than Jacare It's really tough It's really tough because <laughs> it's like it's like oh man yeah cuz this guy is, he's old man he's, he's old now but that look Munis Munis um ended the fight with a back take he, um he transitioned. Um, Shakare couldn't free his arm. I, I think it was his. It, yeah, it was his right arm. He couldn't free it for some sake because Munis was actually sneakingly holding on to that arm, and mm -hmm. he just snapped it in half. And oh my god, you you could even you could see the tension you in the arm see of. It? Yep. The, the tension yep. in the arm of Shakare just muted. Yeah, Did I had, it, I had muted? it muted at that time. Did you rewind and unmute it? Yes. Unfortunately, yeah, you could I hear did. hear it in the fight, <laughs> in the broadcast, not even on replay when they were like, oh my God, you can hear it. You could hear it right away. In a full yeah, stadium, you could hear the, the arm just snap and crackle and pop. And it was, it was scary to see. My in-laws think I'm a crazy person because for the last couple of weeks, I've been screaming at the UFC when they have been talking to my wife on the phone <laughs> because Weidman broke his, broke all his shit in oh, his leg. Fuck. And then this guy, Muniz, just broke all Jacare's shit in that arm. It's it, just bonkers, man. Look, yeah, that Muniz has a ton of submission wins, but it is a bonkers thing to say. And then Jacare comes out and looks like, how dare you, all pissed off, and Muniz still gets that submission. Huge win for him, even though it is against an older Jacare Souza. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That dude is 41 or something, but grappling grappling is something I think you can... It, it, it just doesn't go away that fast. You can do it up into your 50s, and you're still very dangerous and very good. Okay, this is an MMA fight. I get it. But man, look, 
Chakra Chakra was getting card. was getting KO'd in his last I think I think Holland yeah Holland KO'd him. Yeah. And Weidman yeah. KO'd him. No, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Um Weidman was getting KO'd by Chakra. <laughs> but I think he has no he has no submission loss. No. None none whatsoever. And now that dude just breaks his arm. That is that is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other fight? Oh yeah, we have to. We have to just. It's not a long fight, but we have to talk about the Beverly Hills Ninja. <laughs> the, the, the swarming Beverly Hills Ninja. Holy moly! What was going on in that fight? I mean. <laughs> uh, what can I say? I, <laughs> I, I, he, he is. If if you cannot, so I think I I think I talked about it a little bit with somebody like like when the War Master lost to uh, to these elbows in the in in attempting to get a takedown, like that's basically what you got. Like if you're defending a takedown and they're not and their heads right there, you got to just drop elbows on their head, and that's what he did. Yep. This is part of MMA now. Yeah, if you're gonna go for a takedown, protect your damn head. Yeah, that 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 was an insane fight to see. I, that, you know, Beverly Hills Ninja is not not my favorite nickname, but and he, he was not ninja like whatsoever. But no. but that dude starching picket is also a fight. I really really recommend our listeners to watch. No, but it's it's very it's a very funny nickname though. If you like Chris Farley's old movie, The Beverly Hills Ninja, because it yes. just lends itself. Who to doesn't a like bunch it? Of fun gifts. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Listen. The whole like peacefully like bowing to your opponent while you've got his blood smeared all over your knee. I was into that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it. Um, we're we're already forty minutes in. So any, of course, <laughs> any other any other fight on UFC two sixty two you wanna you wanna point out? Um, I'm trying to get somebody to call Andrea KGB Lee and tell her to like finish submissions faster. But I did want to ask. That armbar from Triangle that she got on Antonina Shevchenko. Um, how was that elementary? Is that it, it? Because I hadn't really like seen somebody. Is it just because Shevchenko kind of gave up that arm by accident mm. or something? I mean that that wasn't a good performance either way. Look, if you're if you have a triangle that deep, pull um, the head down. Why right? don't you pull the head down? Why? I mean that is that is really the most basic thing you you learn it's almost okay you you could even say that without pulling the head down finishing a triangle is not that easy so you have Mm -hmm. to you she even moved to the right side but she just completely forgot to to pull her head down so after a while i think um it wasn't the, the, the best fight iq by antonina but she actually worked um andrea lee did to, to isolate that arm. She always threatened with the arm bar and always threatening with the arm bar. She made the triangle tighter. Um, but yeah. Maybe no. maybe she's just more comfortable going for an arm and that's what she was thinking about the whole time. Maybe. Okay, I don't need to talk about that anymore. I just no. wanted to ask about that. The only other thing I need to mention is that tons of action fights that I don't have time to talk about, but there was a birthday bash fight. Mm-hmm. Mazzani and Zombie Girl. Uh, we're born on the same day. 
1988. And, and, uh, Cachoeira had, I think, Mazzani in guard and was on the ground, and Beltron got bored, so he stood them up, at which point Cachoeira just teed off on Mazzani and got the finish. That was an ugly fight, in actually. The, I wouldn't recommend watching it. It was. In, in the, in the post-fight, yeah, just, it's just funny because in the post-fight interview, she thanks God and God did this. And I'm like, wait a thanks second, God. Beltron did that. Beltron did that. He just stood you up. You should thank Beltron. No, thanking God. So it thank was, uh, it was, it was, yeah. So also Lutz in his post-fight interview saying clean work, baby makes me <laughs> think he's not clean, but no. he needs to, I was just, maybe I don't want to cast aspersions. Like, I don't know anything about Lutz, but I just thought that was funny. As mm, that, that was look, um, KO of the night of UC 262 just to round it up. I mean, first I thought that it was Barbosa's jab with the delayed KO of Burgos, but then Oliveira was was just starching Chandler and and right the the Beverly Hills Ninja was murdering Pickett. So I, I have I'm no, I have no clue which was the KO of the night. And then you had the submission of the night. Look, it should have been the heel hook by Darius versus Ferguson, but it was not <laughs> because Tony has no ligaments left. Tony. <laughs> Tony will not tap to anything uh, ever. Uh, so then it could have been KGB Lee with the triangle choke because I do love triangle chokes, but it was not awful because she did not pull down the head. No, but then awful. She, she decided to snatch the arm and for the armbar sub. Okay, but then um, there is a that there is that Muniz dude we talked about. He was breaking the mm -hmm. arm of Shakare, the ADCC and BJJ legend. So <laughs> you can hear that. I... You can hear that shit. Fucking hell. Yes. Yes, you could. Yeah, it was gnarly. But <laughs> Giagos and Soriano wobbled each other at least two or three times each in the first round of their fight, and right. then Giagos came back and grabbed Dar's choke in yes. the second round. I think that was pretty goddamn cool too, man. So all, I know all of these things um, could could have been submission of the night. Freaking rad! Totally yeah. rad. Um. We have to move on. But UFC 262, a great card with a lot of good performances. Just watch it all. Let's go into um, a short preview of, of next week's UFC. Oh, no. Let's, let's, let's do something else first. You watched some MMA <laughs> because you watch it all. <laughs> I watch tell everything us, I can. Tell us what you watch. Everything I have time for. And uh, I watched uh, uh, a, a YouTube thing that Gerbaka Hitman had linked um, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then I, it was in Afghanistan, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, that you don't expect an MMA event to be coming out of Kabul, Afghanistan necessarily. And then it's just free stream on YouTube. And these guys are walking out and I'm like, this is some, this music is like something else. And then they cut to the band. They had a band to walk out to. It was awesome. So they've got this band playing like some sort of weird medley of like jazzy riffs from like that you would expect from like the 80s or something. And these guys are all walking out. The only thing I would want is maybe like a couple other riffs too. So you could have like a good guy riff and a bad guy riff or something <laughs> like that. How were but the fights? I mean, the live band is... The fights were... Uh, a lot of like, from what I saw, I was working at the same time. I didn't pay a ton of attention, but like they were like a lot of guys that have nothing on the ground 
against guys that at least know how to like get their hooks in. You know what I mean? So like, like there's a guy, some guy gets taken down and he's like, he just turtles up and covers his head so he doesn't get knocked out or something. So the other guy just jumps on his back, you know, and something like that. So you get, it's just a lot of low level stuff like that, but it, it was can still be fun like, too. Can it, we, can, it is fun. And it's like, it's like these fucking guys got to get a fight somewhere, man. So will, it might as well be with a live band and some rapper between fights. And it's just great. We will know? link the Kabul fight night uh, in our show notes because you can watch it on YouTube. It went on forever. Five hours? Five, five and a half hours. <laughs> I had to turn it off. <laughs> I couldn't do it all. <laughs> Let's too much. Let's uh. go into next week. We have, actually that is a stacked week. Next week we have Bellator two fifty nine. We have the comeback of Invicta FC, and we have UFC uh, Fight Night Font versus Garbrandt. So yeah, maybe maybe go just just a short deep uh, short dive into Bellator two fifty one uh, fifty nine. Sorry, what do we know about Bellator two fifty nine? We know that Chris Cyborg is going to fight Leslie Smith mm -hmm. and retain her belt, I would expect. But Leslie Smith could surprise us, right? Is that possible? Is there like a 10% chance Leslie Smith surprises us? How could she possibly be? The blueprint is there. Mm. If, you were, if you have the power of Amanda Nunes. I think there would be but another... But Leslie Smith does not, right? I, I'm not sure if you need that much power because th there is the um, infamous tie box fight of of um, Chris Cyborg where she loses um, against against a girl from Holland, uh, which the name escapes me unfortunately right now. But um, she didn't. She doesn't have the the most power, but more technical prowess. So if you if you just evade a bit, you can beat Cyborg. I think. That's her coming in. But um, you think? Do you think Chris Cyborg's going to change her game up now and no. stop charging forward? But, but neither, punches? neither will Leslie Smith with at, at thirty eight right. years old. Right. Neither will Leslie Smith when she she lost against Blanco. Um, she yeah. also, I mean, she also got TKO'd by Chris Cyborg in two thousand and sixteen. Mm -hmm. She lost against Jessica I, which you just can't do. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I I don't see I don't see that fight going going well. Uh, maybe there is a fun fun KO or TKO by Cyborg, which I'm hoping for the most. Mm -hmm. Yep. Other fights on the uh, card. Syed Awad mm -hmm. uh, is a name I recognized from so long ago when I first started watching MMA. I was watching all the MMA I could, not unlike today, and I was watching Bellator's a lot when uh, uh, what's his name was in charge, the rollerblading guy. Um, Bjorn, when yeah, Bjorn Rebney. was in charge of Bellator, <laughs> Rebney, uh, before he fled to Mexico. Um, and I remember watching Sadawad in there in Bjorn's, uh, uh, Grand Prix back then fighting Will Brooks, fighting David Rickles. Uh, he actually has a win over Will Brooks way back at Bellator 91 in 2013. So it's just fun to see his name and know he's still fighting. So we'll see how he does. Uh, he's gonna fight uh, Nate Andrews, who's but, name, you know. You know I don't that's know Saad, any of these folks. You know that Saad Awad is is on a, a five fight losing streak. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> um, that is not good. Just, not good just for saying, him. Just saying. Just um, saying. No, it's it's that thing where it's like 
once you get underneath si- that that Sayadawad fight, everybody on the card has like five fights or less, basically, or like five wins or we less. Have- like they're all coming in to like start building their name in Bellator. I think there is an interesting bantamweight fight between Darian Caldwell and uh, Caldwell and Leonardo Ego. That could be that could be something because Caldwell has some notable wins, uh, but also he's he lost to Horiguchi twice. Um, he mm-hmm. almost fight. Uh, okay, he lost against AJ McKee. That is not surprising. Nope, Joe, Warren. Joe Warren, yes. Joe um, Warren is Joe Warren the Joe Warren? I think it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is, is that guy, the baddest man. And another fight because we have to we have to speed up a bit. But that that is oh. it's it's insanity. But we have Mister Van Zandt, <laughs> Austin Vanderford, um, against Fabian Edwards. Listen. I just saw a poster. I'm, I'm, I hope that it was a Photoshop, but they actually made a Bellator poster with um, Cyborg, Caldwell, and Vanderford on it. And Vanderford is on that poster, but he's not by himself. He's just Paige Van Zandt is okay. standing next to him. All right. Okay. <laughs> you, you fucking link that shit for the show notes because mm-hmm. I need to see this now too. And we'll put it on MMA, MMA-love.com underneath it's the It's sad. Podcast. It's. I need to see it. That's hilarious. Because because Austin Vanderford is a good fighter. I think he's even undefeated. I think does a lot in submission underground, according to Tapology. That's fun too. He's the gen- He's called the gentleman. Yeah, the he's gentleman. Yeah, he's undefeated. So I mean that that could be a that could be a fun fight too. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, that, I had no that, idea that, that poster. It, that's hilarious. It, if he's it, look, we know that you're you're dating or, or even or even married to Paige Van Sant. Um, we know that Bellator loves to um, promote themselves with the glory of UFC fighters, but what a bunch of goofballs! Don't don't do Austin Vanderford like that. That dude can stand by by himself, and he's the better fighter than his wife ever was and ever will be. There, I said it. Ah, awesome. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but is he a better bare knuckle fighter? Let's find yeah. out. Uh, he, he he might be because Paige didn't look that good in bare knuckle knuckle mania. Yeah. Paige, Paige is way that good for her own good, man. Way too tough for her own good. <laughs> um, we have also the comeback of Invicta. Um, Invicta, the that's the female only MMA promotion, I which am we actually so ha- so happy. Yeah, I, I, I've. It has been a long time, and Vinvicta is not only coming back; they have a new deal. They are no longer on Fight Pass. Uh, I'm really interested to see what that looks like when their management is not letting fighters out of contracts just because they ask if they can go to the UFC. Uh, I don't think that. Since you're not on Fight Pass anymore, there's no reason to let fighters go. Yeah. Um, and they're on. They're going to be on like semi-network TV. I don't know what Access TV really is. I don't have cable, but it's going for, to be on YouTube for free as well on Friday. Will it? Will it go and, on YouTube for free for going on, or is it a one-time thing? I probably going to do this one-time thing. If I would think Access doesn't. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know how the revenue split works out and, no, because and what as, Access TV cares about. Just let me tell you um, that as long as Invicta was on Fight Pass, it was very easy to consume and it was an awesome event to consume. I really, really loved watching Invicta. Um, but now, for, for us Europeans anyway, I will have to find out how to watch this thing. 
if they don't put Listen, it up, I don't even know how to watch this thing. So, That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, that is that is not a good move. I'd, I'm I'm not sure what what went wrong there, as they were sort of the feeder league of for for women in the UFC. Um, with a, a really, really nice show. But now that I have to go out of my way to watch it, now that I might, might sail to a certain pirate bay, I'm not sure if, I, if I'll if i be following Invicta as regular as I wished to, because it's it's an awesome show to watch. It's a good, it's a good place to see female talent. Um, but I don't get this deal, and it's it's not a good deal for, for the audience worldwide. And as, as, I, as I understand I you right, to. it's not for you, so... I have to imagine that it's just money, you know. The UFC probably didn't pay them a ton for the broadcast rights, and Axis probably offered to pay them a bunch more because they wanted an MMA promotion on their network. I really, <laughs> honestly, I thought ESPN Plus would go after it because ESPN yeah, why not? has PFL as well. I don't know because, like this, so this card is going to have. The atom weight belt on the line, that's a division no one else has yep. in any, like, I mean, Ryzen, I guess. Yeah, they have but, it, yeah. But this is, this is going to be an American promotion with an atom weight belt. So Alessia Zapatella is going to be on there, who is a, like, a, an interview, someone who's active on social media. So I'm hoping they just keep broadcasting across YouTube or, I like, so. through access tv having a free feed or something let like me, that and they make it very easy let me subscribe to invicta on youtube let me pay one buck or something like that just to sure i i, I might even do that but i'm not going to pay sure. 10 bucks or 20 bucks or something like that um yeah please please make it happen yep this is this card is 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 headlined by by a co-main and a main event for the 105 and the 125 belts and then the undercard is going to just be underneath that is four fights, no one having more than three fights. So they yeah. are starting from the ground Fresh. up and trying to build these names. And I think it's great. I'm really interested to see too, if yeah. they can build these stars and keep these stars once they become big enough for Bellator or PFL or the UFC to be interested in them. We have UFC Fight Night Font versus Garbrandt. Um, what is the most important fight on that card? There is only one correct answer, dear Luke. Down on Jan versus oh, Carlos. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> I don't live in Switzerland. God damn it. <laughs> the most important fight on UFC Font versus Garbrandt is Switzerland's own Stephanie Ecker, um, who is going to compete against Sarah Alpar. Uh, let's just say that staff. we tried to get a hold of Sarah Alpar, interview her before that fight. No reaction I said, whatsoever. I emailed her management. <laughs> that is I a did. sad state. So at least we had Listen. Stephanie Ecker on the podcast. Um, just just a, a small thing. Now, if, if Ecker is not injured this time, I don't know if she is or not. I see her training camp. I see what she's doing. She has a full training camp now. She trains with very good people. Uh, actually, she trains with Yasube Enomoto, um, which is probably the, the best and most experienced MMA fighter out of Switzerland, even before uh, someone like Volkan. Mm -hmm. Volkan, it's Demir. So 
I think we'll see a different Stephanie Ecker this time. If if the nerves don't go to her, she she has no quarantine to go through. It's she has no apex. sorry. Yeah, it's at the apex. Yeah. Yeah. So this is no crowd. This is no quarantine. She can just fly in. She's probably already here, right? Ah, uh, no, so... she's not. She's not. I think she flies tomorrow, the day after. That is a bit late, but look, I hope we see some of the things that make her great, like throwing. I want a throw to some high volume. With some, a, I want a throw to some high volume ground and pound. Yeah, That's what I really want. I need. I like if you're you're at one thirty five, some high some women some women's one thirty five high volume, uh, striking high volume ground and pound can win you a ton of fights at one thirty five. She's the she's the first fight on on the card. Should be the main event, but uh, we have a main event, um, which is worthy but let's go into another very good woman's strawweight fight first the second most important fight on that card Jan Xianan <laughs> against Carla Esparza <laughs> is Jan Xianan the next contender if she so, wins I really want her to be <laughs> it has to happen please because of Rose's comments about China, I really want Xiaonan Yan to beat Carla Sparza for yeah. that, just that reason alone. I want Rose Namajunas to have to fight people from the former Soviet states and the Chi and China from now, and maybe from Venezuela and from Cuba as well. So those four places, Rose has to fight from people from those four places from now on. She is not fight anyone. Yan Chanan is a, is a bit of a decision machine. Since since she entered the UFC, she has not finished a fight. Um, so not sure. Esparza too. I mean. She was the champ once, then she lost against Suarez and Gadea. No shame in that one. Suarez might be the best talent to never fight, <laughs> to be injured all the time. Oh man! Also, God. she had two split Back. decisions in his last, in her last um, two fights, and then even a, a majority decision um, in her in her third fight. So, I would say might be a just boring fight. Looking at it and picking it. I would pick Jan by decision because of the strength of the competition that she has decisioned yep. in her last three that fights. That is true. Very or good four. pick. That is or why five. we pay you so much money to be on that podcast here. I got 24th on Tapology. I heard. <laughs> and that is that is the only <laughs> and that is the only mindset I have had. Well, she's decisioned better people, she'll probably win. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you become 24th i think that there are thousands of people um, betting on that pokemon topology so congratulations don't take my advice don't 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 make bets any other any other <laughs> fights to, money. to point out on that card there's a lot of ones that that i don't like i, I could say funny things about but one i won't is Ed, we're finally going to get edmund shabazi and versus jack hermanson mm -hmm. uh, at 185 so I, i'm interested in that jack jack's a, jack the submission specialist and edmund the 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 talent the prospect the killer uh i'm i'm happy that that's finally happening it's been delayed a bunch of times i think right, look if you, if you want if you look at edmund jabazian's record um his first th six or seven fights he all won by tko punches mm -hmm. smashing people uh that is that is that dude is just that has the dude has one gear he lost against brunson with a bit of a, a, a dumb game plan i'd say but brunson is also very very good so 
Um, yeah, that is that is actually the a highlight fight on next week's UFC card for sure. Yep, let yep, me could be real exciting. Let me um, finish this show by just asking you anything we forgot. So many things we could talk about. <laughs> yeah. Zero G fights, Endeavor IPO. Oh my God, you're right. So many things. I think we Jared covered. Yeah, Ito filed for unemployment as a mayor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Rumble got arrested after his fight. Yeah, he was <laughs> because of identity theft. What? Maybe someone else stole the identity. We don't. More will be revealed. <laughs> yeah, some people actually thought that it's because Scott Coker pays his fighters that bad that he had to um, uh, steal no, a credit no. card information. And nope. no, okay. no, I don't think so. <laughs> pretty sure I'm pretty sure Rumble can afford a can afford a flight, and I'm also so. pretty sure Scott Coker flies the people to the event. So it wasn't that flight; it was some other flight. Okay, it was. You might be right. It, it could have been some years ago, but he had to look. Rumble is a enigma. Let's say he is. Uh, he yeah, is. and we learned today the most important thing. What did? What was the most important thing we learned today, Luke? Uh, Only one right answer. Uh, what? What did? I don't know. What? Charles what did I miss? Oliveira is the lineal European lightweight champion. I will try to remember that for next week. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I really enjoyed this show. I rec- I suggest all of our listeners to watch UFC 262. It was an awesome event. Um, if you have any questions to Luke or myself, um, then just send us an email. Uh, you find the email address on mma-love.com. You can just we DM. Will, we will post a link to the Kabul fight night on that yes. same website underneath this podcast. Perfect. Uh, you can DM me on Instagram or Facebook, MMA Love Podcast. If you want Luke uh, and myself to go into a specific fight, just break it down, just send us the fight. It just have to be a rule set and two willing participants. That thing is still running. Thanks for all the feedback. <laughs> Thanks for all the people listening. Just, just don't be shy. Uh, just, just send us the you questions. Can, you can harass me publicly on Instagram. Yes. I'm on MMA Love's Instagram all the time. Give, give like the people a, your your Instagram handle. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Oh, uh, I think it's Luke MMA Love, something like that. Catch it. Catch me on the MMA Love Instagram. I'll just uh, I'll just link that. I'll just link your Instagram uh, account oh on the show notes as well. Uh, yeah, DMs. don't be don't be shy. I see the numbers of people listening to this so uh, I would love to get in contact with you more just send send us the questions comments whatever um, or just tell us if you like us or listen, don't like us <laughs> listen it's it's fine if you like us or don't like us because we're doing this because we love MMA and just having fun I mean, can I give you a quick Gossip Boys update before course, we go of course Charles Dubronx just posted on the gram he just woke up in the hotel He's sleeping next to his belt. It's very cute. I'm going to like it right now. How sweet. I'll send it to you. There you go. Yes. So that will be the show. Um, We'll be back next week. Have a wonderful week, Luke. See you then. You too, man. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. And again, and again, and again. again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fuck that up. Let's just end the show with this. And again, and again, and again. And again.